This podcast starts when I say, hey. Hey. Welcome to Arthur Read Between the Lines, the podcast where we revisit every episode of Arthur. That's Gab. And that's Line. Today we'll be covering season one, episode two, you know, 1.1, the real Mr. Ratburn, and 1.2, Arthur's spelling trouble. I hate that you're keeping up that stupid bit, but I'll respect your integrity as an artist. Thank you. Fellow content (laughs) creator. Thank you. (laughs) We are going to talk about our history with each episode. We're going to do a synopsis of the episode. We're going to just have a general discussion about our feelings about this episode. Uh, First for one segment, then for the other, maybe then for both at once. Well, let's get into it. So... Mom said it's my turn to start today. I get the first segment, which is called, you know what? It's ar- I already can't do my job because it has two titles, this segment. Did you notice that? I did. In some places, like in the list of episodes where we're watching this, it's referred to as what? Arthur and the real Mr. Rapper, I think. Yeah. And the other one. But is- then on the title card, it's called Arthur's Teacher Trouble. Um, and on the Arthur Wiki, it confirms this. It has two titles. I don't know why. Like, why would they refer to it in different place, different names, different places? You know, this is only the second episode they ever made. So, you know, we can give them this one, too. <laughs> it's the <laughs> law of the pilot episode. <laughs> yeah, pilot two. <laughs> Co-pilot. Yeah, so I'll I'll do a little synopsis of the episode just to get listeners acquainted if they haven't seen it in a while or perhaps haven't seen it at all and then we'll talk about it so in this episode it's the first day of third grade and arthur and his friends get put into the class of the notorious rat um mr ratburn who is heralded as the toughest teacher in the school and they have to navigate all of these like terrible scary rumors that they've heard about him being a vampire and all sorts of other creepy things. <laughs> and um, in the end, Arthur and Buster, after stalking him a bit, realize that he's actually just a normal man. In fact, a pillar of the community. You know, not um, evil. Wonderful. Well, let's do our history, I guess. So um, do you have mem- did you have memories of this episode? From when I do. you watched it as a youth? I really do. Um, I think most iconically, I remember the scene where Mr. Ratburn eats... A bowl of nails for breakfast. That always stuck with me, as it me too. Would with a lot of other children. <laughs> it's a visceral image, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I pretty much remember the twist at the end, you know, where he's not such a bad guy. But, you know, I noticed a lot more things this time around. So the context for that nail-eating bit is that the third graders go ask Prunella, who's in the fourth grade and was in Mr. Rapper's class the previous year, what is his deal. The The third graders were already aware that he was scary, but they wanted to hear it like from a primary source, what it was like to be in his class. And she said, the rat, he eats nails for breakfast. And then cue the dream sequence in which he's pouring nails out of the cereal box. Without <laughs> milk. Without, oh yeah, that was the other thing. Without milk. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> That's how you know that he's an absolute psychopath. <laughs> if there was milk, it would be a different story. It'd be, it'd be hard to judge, really. Yeah. But what if he had poured the milk first and then put the nails in? I know people you know, have very this strong is, opinions about yeah, that, about how to build cereal. We shouldn't get into this too much. No? That's on our next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. We'll, we'll leave room for creative growth. What else did you remember from uh, your childhood watching of this episode? Oh, well, of course, the iconic, like, mystery of uh, when Arthur and Buster overhear Mr. Rappern on the phone talking about how he needs boy heads. And they're like, whoa, 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 we have boy heads. (laughs) Very astute. (laughs) Yeah. So I remembered that very clearly. And um, I, although there were a lot of really good quotes in this episode that I wrote down because I didn't remember some of these quotes from when I watched this as a kid. When Arthur and Buster go to Francine to tell them what they overheard. They're like, oh, we have to, we have to follow him and see what he's up to. Like why, why he needs boy heads or whatever. Cause they're scared. Buster says, what would you rather do? Face horrifying, scary danger or do our homework? And Arthur and Francine, both with like the <laughs> most excitement are like, horrifying, scary danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Also another really good quote I wrote down is, um, also, when uh, Arthur and Buster go to talk to Francine about their boy head troubles, and she goes to them, she's like, a vampire doesn't need heads. <laughs> and then afterwards, after they like tail him through the coaching basketball and him at the library and they don't find him doing anything interesting, Francine says, you must have misunderstood. He was probably talking about heads of lettuce. And Arthur says, boy heads of lettuce? Yeah, that's what they call the wrong said, ones. It's probably the term grocery stores use for the rotten one. Ah! <laughs> we need to get a soundboard for uh, when more sick burns are issued because we really do. No, there's a lot and of DW, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm curious. Did you have any experiences in your school aged days with oh having a really tough teacher? Um, like, was there a teacher at your school who had maybe not to this extent? Yeah, but a reputation. A notorious being, reputation. Oh, the one that you don't want. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember any in particular off the top of my head, but I do remember there were some. That's for sure. It was the same kind of deal where they weren't terrible in the end. They were just, you know, ordinary humans doing ordinary things. The other thing that I like that this episode points out is that when. Arthur and Buster finally track down the rat because they they find him leaving school carrying this giant trunk and they see an arm fall out of the trunk, like what looks like a person's arm. So they follow him into a carnival. And after some hijinks, they look in the wrong tents a few times. They run into a tent and they scream at the people in there, run away, he's going to get you. And then they realize they've run on stage of a puppet show of Jack and the Beanstalk (laughs) in which Mr. Ratburn is puppeteering Jack. And that was the art. So it was Jack, the puppet's arm that they saw. And as they have like a tiny little two-second conversation with Mr. Rapper in there. Uh, Mr. Rapper basically explains that uh, he's he's aware of his reputation. He says, you know, some kids say that I'm really tough and I give too much homework, but I give so much homework so that you can learn time management skills. And it shows in that episode because while they're investigating, they see that he is a volunteer basketball coach and he uh, does these puppet shows, and he's also, uh, you know, a full-time teacher and all these other things. So it really, like, shows this great lesson that teachers who are tough on you are the ones who actually care about your development. Yeah, for sure. I was going to bring that up, too. Um, 
the way they contrasted him with two other teachers, I don't remember their names, but one was called the nice one and one was called the fun one, I think. Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Sweetwater was nice, and then Mrs. Okay. Pink was fun. All right, all right. I took notes. All right. But yeah, just the idea that something can be nice or fun, but like it doesn't really help you, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, you would prefer to do less work, but that's not what's best for you. And I think that's really nice to see a story in which the kids realize that. I mean, if when I think of myself as a child, I really knelt at the altar of the rules and of authority and really like respected um, teachers and I was very disciplined. So I was definitely the type of person who in school when there were teachers that everyone else hated, I was like, oh, they probably have their reasons and I'm not going to hate them just for doing their job. Sometimes I think, oh, maybe that's just me like because I was such a little nerd but then I remember one of my favorite because I've I've taught in various capacities in my life and one of my favorite experiences was when I worked at a science and tech camp a few years ago and there was one boy who was very very quiet whereas everyone else in that group was so rowdy and I remember his mom came to me at near the end of the week and said, yeah, Matthew said that you're his favorite because you're strict. And I felt <laughs> so validated. I felt so validated to be Were recognized. Yeah. Oh, well. A little bit. Okay. You gotta lay down the law with these kids. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Also, well, I want to talk about a few fun things. Yeah. Okay, on a different topic, you know, I'd like to point out that Arthur, Buster, and Francine really have careers, like future careers as freaking detectives. Like, they stuck to the rat like glue. <laughs> yeah, and they were hiding behind books and in the crowd at the basketball game. Yeah, popped out of the library cart. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> they scared the librarian. <laughs> that was good. You're um, correct. A master class in espionage. Thank you. What other things were cool about this episode? Oh, there was one thing. I'm going to jump the gun on this and make a reference to an episode we haven't watched yet. But what? You know, so <laughs> just because I have what? an encyclopedic <laughs> memory of every Arthur episode. I watched, I watched this show late into my high school years, okay? So I'm not that far removed from any memories of this program. Do you remember that there is an episode in which Mr. Ratburn's sister is their substitute teacher? Oh, vaguely, very vaguely. So there's an episode in which that happens. And it's not until about halfway through the episode that we actually see her on screen. The first half of the episode is all of them speculating about what like a terribly tough teacher she's going to be. Because they're like, oh, imagine if the rat is this bad, then his sister must be 10 times worse. (laughs) So they have like a little dream sequence about Mr. Ratburn and his rat sister as babies trying to one up each other, solving equations in their diapers and like all these different things and i think there's a moment in which like they envision mr rapper and his sister as teenagers or young adults or something and they're hanging around the breakfast table and they're eating nails for breakfast i think there's a similar moment where like oh yeah 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 because in this episode when they have the the thing of him eating nails he takes a bite and he's like oh what's that and he reaches into his mouth and pulls out a screw a screw and she's like oh i'll take that the screws are my favorite (laughs) (laughs) 
or it's something like that. I really can't wait till we get there because all right, um, it's a great callback. It really is. <laughs> That's just good writing. This is why Excellent. I love the show. It's got a, it's got rich lore, rich lore, rich lore. Mm-hmm. All right, should we move on to episode two point two? Arthur's spelling trouble. So basically, the premise of this episode is the whole class uh, is doing a spelling bee. And Arthur, Buster, Francine, and the Brain are all studying in their various different ways in order to win. Eventually, Arthur and the Brain are the only ones from the class who didn't spell the word incorrectly. And they get sent to the school-wide spelling bee. (laughs) Thank you. After a lot of hardships, tribulations, trials, Arthur is the winner of the school-wide spelling bee. Ta-da! Yay, Arthur! At which point, <laughs> he's, being congratulate- he's being congratulated, and he's like, and the best part is, it's over! <laughs> <laughs> that yes. guy was stressed this episode, eh? He was. So, do you have any memories of this episode? 100% most iconic moment that lives rent-free in my head a A R D V A R K. A A R D V A R K. Sketchy. The little song. What when Arthur's studying for the class spelling bee, of course. Oh my god. This episode is far too real when it comes to really terrible studying techniques. Arthur decides for the spelling bee, he studies what the first word on his list really, really well. And then no more. Wow, hey, he didn't intend for it to be that way. He started studying, and then, you know, he got kind of sidetracked. Yeah, by Buster. Buster. Those two monkeys. Yeah, Buster took him away to the arcade, where they have a game that flips you upside down, apparently. And then, you know, he never got back to his studying. Yeah, we never got to see that game, huh? I kind of want to... I want to get flipped That's really realistic. That's really realistic. A game that flips you upside down? No. (laughs) Like, going and not... (laughs) <laughs> coming back <laughs> oh 100 percent. buster in these first two episodes buster as a character has really been painted as the bad influence which i mean his characterization has always been as kind of the guy who doesn't take school seriously enough um and is more hedonistic let's say but in these particular two episodes it really beats you over the head with it's like he's the devil on arthur's shoulder <laughs> <laughs> the left shoulder yeah Actually, I wrote this quote down because this, I swear to God, I've actually had friends say this to me or I have said it to friends. If you don't know it now, is one more hour going to help? <laughs> <laughs> and then Arthur's oh, like, yeah, yeah I, guess, I guess you're right. Let's go to the arcade. Then. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Also, I like this episode in the way that kind of, you know, showcases the characters that we haven't seen so much. Like the brain. I don't think we've really seen him before this episode. He's not really yeah, he's involved. he's got a significant part in this one. Oh yeah, the brain. Um, Prunella makes a return. Yeah, Buster. The brain gets a kind of sad arc in this episode. Well, the brain. Is, yeah, he is by far the most qualified to represent the class in the spelling bee. He and Arthur end up getting sent together. Um, though Arthur goes to Mister Rapper and after he wins the class level of the spelling bee and straight up tells him. I don't deserve it. I don't know how to spell anything. A-N-T-H-I-N-G. See? (laughs) (laughs) But Mr. Rapburn is, you know, a a good supportive teacher and sends him anyway. And then poor Brain 
who studied so hard, gets up at the all school spellathon and gets out on his first word, which is spelling fear. the word fear. Yeah, That's, just, that was uh, really sad. He just got a case of you know stage fright. There were yeah. a lot of people. Like I would have been terrified. Yeah, and also there were only like five competitors though. What was up with that? It's supposed to be the all know. school spelling bee. There are five people, and two of them are <laughs> in the same class. <laughs> There's and a then, sad yeah, you're right. The audience, here. the audience was definitely like a hun- at least a hundred people. Oh yeah, very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and DW had some good moments in this episode too. Like sneaks up to his room to go bother him while he's in there, like studying with the door closed, Classic. and their mom shows up behind her and is like, "How about we go have some ice cream?" And DW says are you bribing me? And the mom says, yes. And she says, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, nothing wrong with a good old fashioned bribe. Yeah, parenting hack, bribe your children. What can go wrong? That's not going to set any bad precedents. Hmm. (laughs) You couldn't even (laughs) dignify that with a response. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Hey, this is why I will not be a parent. All right. Excellent. You know, one thing I always find funny about these kinds of episodes is like how worried grade school children are about studying. Well, weren't you? Pardon? Weren't you worried about studying when you were a grade school child? In the third grade? Yeah. No. What? Girl. (laughs) What? I'm not saying I was like bust or anything, but I didn't think there was that much to study to be honest. Oh my god. I can't stand people like you. All right. Can we talk about why Prunella is such uh, a B-I-C-H this episode? She really is. Because in the last episode, we were talking about how the two segments kind of had, you know, some common themes running through them. And for these two segments in episode two, I'm like, hmm, what's the common theme? Prunella being an absolute nightmare. (laughs) Well, well, not you know, a nightmare, but she's just very haughty, very, very like, yeah, not nice. Well, I won last year. Oh, my first word is champion. Well, I see that every day on my trophy. I, I know, that, no problem. Oh my god. Well, you know, in this episode, it was talk shit, get hit, because she didn't win that. Yeah. And wh- oh my god, the icing on the cake. She got hit with the word preparation oh should have prepared for that one huh Mm -hmm. and then arthur gets it right because well arthur's got a good arc in this episode where he doesn't study enough for the school round but gets by on a fluke and then he realizes and he feels bad about the fact that he got by on a fluke and he's like i really want to earn my spot here and i want to do well and so he studies really hard and it pays off preparation it really does and there's some good quotes, like um, at one point Arthur's sitting at the table and he's like, ah, oh, it feels like I'm getting nowhere. As dad says, well, maybe you're getting better, but you just can't see it yet. Pretty good. That, I feel like I've had that exact conversation with my dad. Oh, oh my. <laughs> did, did you have such a moment or was that just me and Arthur? With my dad? No way. He'd yeah. probably say the opposite. He'd be like, yeah, I just study more. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you ever um, compete in a spelling bee when you were in school? I remember having, like, class spelling bees, I don't think. Well, I, I definitely wasn't good enough for, like, the school spelling bee, that kind of. But d- what, d- was there a school spelling bee? Did you have it? I'm, I'm pretty sure there was, yeah. Oh, cool. Did you ever make it to the spelling bee? Oh, did I ever. I made it all the way, baby. Brag alert. 
at my school in the States, they had a proper spelling bee uh, where it was an all school affair. And I remember in our classes, like individually, we had to write a written test where like the teacher would like read a list out a list of words to the class and we had to spell them like writing them down. I guess the teachers like filtered through and whoever placed the best on that written test got to compete in the actual spelling bee. And at that point I started the studying process where I was given like this huge booklet of words to study, big words, lots of words. And then on actually maybe I should bleep that out because I was going to say this was my birthday, but I don't want yeah, people to really... know what my birthday is. <laughs> Well, you're really dating yourself anyways. Yeah, I know. Well, no one else is gonna. (laughs) (laughs) Sir. (laughs) All right, cut all this out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, on my birthday in grade three, I competed in the spelling bee. And I don't know why they titled them this way, but there was like, oh, there's the first place winner, the second place winner, and then three third places. Uh, But I was the fifth one. Um, I don't, I'm trying to remember how many contestants there were in total. I feel like it must have been around like 40 something. Or so it's more than, more than five. Yes. Yes. That's the important bit. And I was Great. the youngest one in the top. Everyone else was uh, fourth and fifth graders mm. who, who placed. One last thing I want to say about this part is that uh, DW's closing line was really good. I... I don't remember what it was. What did she say? Oh yeah. Okay. So they're all, uh. The, all the reads are there. They're congratulating Arthur. And Mr. Rappering comes up. He says, Arthur, I knew you could do it. And DW says, but now he knows he can do it. And I think yeah! that's great. Which is, yeah. it's, you know, it's sassy DW, but it's also kind of sweet. Like, it yeah, is really he learned sweet. that he could do it. Okay, oh, one more thing, one more thing. Uh, <laughs> in, in the cold open of the show, <laughs> why is Arthur Ben Franklin and why are he and Francine married? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, what what about that makes you think that they're married? Just because they're standing next to each other and it's the 1700s? Yeah. 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 But it's, it's pretty yeah. funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Literally, they are just standing next to each other. There's nothing to suggest that they're married. That's true. Did Bren, did Bren Franklin have a wife? Bren Franklin? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a historian. No one okay. fact check this. <laughs> Um, Oh, the other really good DW line was when Francine and Buster come over to ask Arthur if he wants to come play outside. And DW answers the door and says, he's too busy studying, but I'm available. I'm not a prisoner of my vocabulary. Jesus Christ. Whoever is the voice of DW deserves at least 17 Emmys for that performance. (laughs) I love DWs as... A character! Well, her lines are basically a satirical commentary on whatever else is happening in the show. Yeah, she gets the best stuff. The best material. Truly. Okay, I have a fun fact that I would like to share. This is Caroline's Research Corner. Shoot. So both of these segments are adapted from the same Mark Brown book called Arthur's Teacher Trouble. So this book follows both plot threads. The one in which Arthur has this new teacher who's scary, but also there's the spelling bee going on. And from what I read on the Arthur Wiki, both episodes are pretty true to the book. Here's the fun fact. Taken from the notes section of the entry on the Arthur Wiki for the book. A boy named Chris, one of the fourth graders introduced in this book, never appeared again in the later books or made it onto the television series. 
I think it's really funny that there's a character in the Arthur universe named Chris. And he's only in one book. And they can't... you gotta... Hold on, I'm sending you a picture of him. Because his character design is also really funny. Ah, what the... F- <laughs> it's just like, imagine Arthur, but with two oh front my God. teeth and a mop of ginger hair covering his eyes. Oh my god, that's not... Chris! That's... He totally looks like a Chris, doesn't he? I, I, I couldn't tell you, but like... Well, I can tell you... This look at this. This is Chris behavior. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. They can't have anyone normal named in the show though, so that's Exactly. Can you imagine if you were watching Arthur and you're like, oh yeah, it's Arthur and Francine and Buster and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, there well, he has a whole entry on the Arthur Wiki. Chris is a fourth grader who only appeared in the book Arthur's Teacher Trouble, as well as its Living Books computer game version. He is an artwork like Arthur, but has orange hair at the top of his head with his bangs covering his eyes. He was formerly one of Mr. Ratburn's third grade students and stated to Arthur a myth about Mr. Ratburn being a vampire with magical powers. Plus, it was his only line ever said. Wow. At least he got a good one. He was also in the book version of the spelling bee and he was dismissed for misspelling a word but he didn't have lines in this scene so we don't know what word he misspelled it was probably a hard one given the benefit of the doubt you're all too charitable to chris if i met chris in real life i would be like (laughs) (laughs) if i met this aardvark in real life (laughs) i would never let him hear the end of it for misspelling. that's why that's why we need that's why we need a good cop and a bad cop oh is that our two roles on this podcast Apparently. All right. Let's do a little game then. <laughs> game, game, game. So special for this week's Arthropod, we are going to do a little spelling bee. Okay, wait, before we do this, can I reveal some trauma? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So uh, I had established myself as a very good speller at a very young age. Fast forward, I moved back to Canada in grade five. Worst year of my life. I've repressed most of it. Fast forward, even later, I'm still in Canada. It's grade eight, and I'm at Canadian school. And they decide to do a spelling bee one year. This was not a staple. This was not something that existed at any Canadian school that I went to. There were no spelling bees, except when I was in grade eight, some teacher, I guess, decided like, oh, it would be good for the grade seven and eights if we did like a spelling bee for them. There was like a period of time where you could like study for it. And I think you could could, like opt into it like anyone who wanted to could. I really don't remember. My dad helped me study. I remember we were studying all these words from like the can spell competition, like handbook. And they were all really challenging. So I was like, okay, but I feel like I'm ready. This is good. And I show up to the spelling bee. And the first person goes up for their first word. And their first word, I swear, was not more than like five letters long. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) You know, we're, we're grade sevens and eights, right? Is this a joke? Like, I think my first word that I was given was something like basket. And I was offended. I was like, how dare you? I took this seriously. I studied. What the hell is this? I did not do well in that competition at all. I was eliminated kind of like middle of the pack, I think. And I was eliminated on the word lightning. I forgot the first N because I was so psyched out by the fact that this competition was not to my caliber, that they tripped me up. And my father, who I know is going to listen to this podcast because I'm going to email him the link, will not ever let me live it down. In grade three, you know what word I got out on? Hemorrhage. You know what hemorrhage has? Two R's <laughs> and a silent H. 
<laughs> I don't even think I could spell hemorrhage right now. <laughs> now that I've laid bare all of my trauma for the listeners, do you want to have this little spelling bee? Do you want to have this fun little spelling bee for all of our listeners to hear? You want Sir. me to participate in this fun little spelling bee, huh? Sir. Sir. <laughs> Let's have a good time. All right. <laughs> okay, I guess we'll just give each other words to spell until one of us messes up. Okay, I'm ready. All right, should I go first? Wait, are you going to give me a word? Yeah, yeah. You had a... Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, spell Arthur. <laughs> A-R-T-H-U-R. Arthur. Yay. Woo. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. Spell hemorrhage. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> um, can I get a definition? <laughs> hemorrhage. If you make me relive one more second of my childhood trauma, I will suffer a brain hemorrhage. <laughs> All right. Uh, H-E-M-O-R-R-H-A-G-E. Hemorrhage. Yeah, you got it. Oh, oh yeah. I'm nice. so proud of you. All right. Um, spell anti-disestablishmentarianism. I knew you were going to do this one because this was the brain's study word. It really was. I can never remember if there's five eyes or six. <laughs> Anti-disestablishmentarianism. A-N-T-I-D-I-S-E-S-T. Wait, no. Wait, anti-dis... -S okay, no, that's correct. As a B L I S H M E N T A R I A N I S M. Are you kidding? All right. Did I get I'm it? Done. Yeah. Well, what the? Yay! If I were I... you, I wouldn't have even listened to the letters coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I wrote it down. I'm taking this seriously. Oh. Yeah. You really are a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now I got to give you another one. Indeed. Um. Oh, spell topical. Topical. I wrote that one down that's too. That's what this game is, you know. Yeah. Well, topical. T O P I C A L. Yay! Topical. Oh, you know what they did when in the spelling bee that I was in in grade three? Every single time you spelled a word, the judges would always ask you, "Is that your final answer?" And you oh had to god. say yes. Do you? Oh my god, that shit really makes you sweat. Should we uh, wrap this up? Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. Should we just, you know, go the way of the episode and I ask you to spell fear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it, do it. Okay, find, find like, a different bad way to spell it, though. Okay. Okay. So for your next word, spell fear. Fear. F-I-E-R. Fear. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> and then, wait, what does the brain do as he walks away? He's like, are you sure about that? What dictionary are you using? <laughs> well, then he gets this uh, witty remark as he's walking away, yes. Yeah, yeah. Is that a wrap? Is, that, is there anything else we need to do to close out the show? I think we, I think I think so. we talked a lot. We That's just, a wrap. Uh, we talked oh, wait, a lot. I will, can, I, can I at least tease for next week? Um, we're gonna have a new fun segment at the end. Oh boy! Yeah. In should. which we address 
listener questions. And by listener questions, I mean one thing that my dad replied to me in the email where I sent him the link to the show that he knew would make me very upset and that we need to have an Arthur-centric debate about. So if that really uh, sweetens the pot for you, you're going to want to listen to the next episode of (laughs) Arthur Read Between the Lines. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it. That's all. Hope you enjoyed. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, send us an email at arthurreadpod at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch you in two weeks when we cover season one, episode three. In the meantime, have a wonderful kind of day.